Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. In today's program, we will hear an interview by Andrew Fullerton with Bevan Ramsden from the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network, IPAN discussing the Prime Minister Scott Morrison's decision to send Australian Defence Force ships, aircraft and personnel to the Straits of Hormuz as part of a US-led military deployment. But first, Wednesday, September 11th was a day to reflect on the role of US imperialism. On September 11, 1973, the socialist world suffered a setback in South America, with the successful coup of the Chilean military over democratically elected President Salvador Allende. What is now widely known regarding the installation of fascist dictator Augusto Pinochet is that the USA, more specifically the CIA, had their fingerprints all over it. What is less widely known despite the fact it was reported on as early as 1974, was Australia's involvement. The role of two Australian intelligence agencies, ACES and ASIO, was to backfill four CIA agents who had been expelled by the ANDA government, according to an ABC report. Before the IND coup, Australia was involved in what was then its longest war, the Vietnam War. Now we will hear from Andrew M. Bevan discussing the Prime Minister's decision to send Australian troops to the Straits of Hormuz. Welcome to this edition of CICD's Alternative News. Bevan, why do you think Prime Minister Morrison and Defence Minister Reynolds' commitment, given that the US is entirely responsible for creating the present crisis with Iran, a nation with whom Australia has never had any quarrel? The Australian government has accepted this latest request from the United States without question or debate, in its usual lapdog manner. The Osman Summit was held in Sydney on the 4th of August and at that conference involving the Defence and Foreign Affairs Ministers of the United States and Australia, US Secretary of State Pompeo requested that Australia join the United States in an operation to patrol the Straits of Hormuz, allegedly to keep the shipping lanes open and the Australian Government has obediently complied. Predictably, the Labor Party has agreed to this military deployment without question or parliamentary debate. The Prime Minister, of course, needed some excuse for agreeing to this US request. He claimed it will help to de-escalate the crisis with Iran and will assure the continued shipment of oil via the Straits of Hormuz, Australia being heavily dependent on these oil shipments. Is there any truth in the claims made by US and Australian spokespersons that Iran has threatened to prevent ships passing through the Straits of Hormuz? Well, the Iranian Foreign Minister, Mohammad Javad Zarif, has made the following statement, and I quote, Iran is capable of shutting the Straits of Hormuz, a crucial choke point for oil flows, but doesn't want to do it. He continued, we certainly have the ability to do it, but we certainly don't want to. 
because the Straits of Hormuz and the Persian Gulf are our lifeline. Mohammed Javed Sarif said recently in an interview with Bloomberg Television in New York, it has to be secured. We play a big role in securing it, but it has to be secure for everybody. Personally, I believe the US is making these false accusations against Iran in order to cobble together another coalition of the willing so as to further their aim of isolating and destroying Iran. Sounds similar to the weapons of mass destruction hoax that was used to justify the invasion of Iraq in 2003. Why is Australia now so heavily dependent on Middle East oil when we used to be self-sufficient? Petroleum is a highly strategic commodity. Successive Australian governments have been grossly negligent and short-sighted in allowing our stocks of petroleum products to decline to the point where we now only have a mere 22 days of supply instead of the internationally recommended minimum of 90 days supply. Successive governments have allowed the transnational energy corporations to make their own rules in pursuit of maximum profits by running down exploration and development, closing Australian refineries and relocating them to Singapore. In any case, nowadays we should be moving away from reliance on fossil fuels and changing over to clean, sustainable, renewable energy, such as wind and solar power, for which we have enormous potential. We need to reduce reliance on private motor vehicles by greatly expanding public transport. An essential first step in this direction would be nationalisation of the energy industry so that this highly strategic industry could be developed to serve the needs of the people rather than generating corporate super profits which are largely repatriated overseas. Returning to the decision by Morrison to send ADF assets to the Straits of Hormuz. We know the Labor Party agreed with this decision, but what has the community response been? There's been much criticism of the decision, with people calling it variously unwise, stupid and dangerous. The retired former Chief of the Army, Lieutenant General Peter Lay, said, I'm not sure how the deployment of a warship and warplane is going to de-escalate things. He said further he's not surprised at the decision but had been hoping that the government would not deploy to the Straits of Hormuz at all. Without the strategies being clearly defined, he said, and the red line drawn, I think there's a severe chance of mission creep. Paul Barrett, former Defence Department Secretary and Deputy Secretary of Foreign Affairs and Trade, wrote in the Sydney Morning Herald on the 22nd of August, I again call on the Prime Minister to hold a debate in our Parliament before the ADF is deployed. It is imperative that no military action or any hostile action that could foreseeably lead to military action be undertaken before such a debate occurs, along with a vote by our elected representatives. Australian foreign policy should be made by Australians, not the incumbent of the White House, who has trashed one of the best examples in recent years of what diplomacy can achieve. Have any parliamentarians voiced disagreement? Well, the Greens leader, 
Senator Richard Di Natale has stated, I quote, It is a grave mistake for Australian troops to be deployed in the Straits of Hormuz. It shows that nothing was learned from the catastrophe that was the invasion of Iraq. The Senate went on to say, It's a conflict that risks escalating severely, a conflict that was provoked by the US itself by withdrawing from the Iran nuclear deal. He then raised concerns that the deployment could cost Australian lives and that cool heads and diplomacy is needed. What about Trinity Voices? Dr Sue Wareham, President of the Medical Association for Prevention of War, has stated publicly that the Medical Association for Prevention of War strongly criticises the Australian Government's decision to join yet another military adventure in the Middle East, this time against Iran. The Government's claim that they want de-escalation is nonsense, Dr Wareham said. Warships and surveillance aircraft are not the way to de-escalate a crisis. If we wanted de-escalation, we would make it clear to the United States that we want resumption of the JCPOA. In addition, this matter would be debated in our Parliament so that all options could be addressed. The CICD have said the US is involved in wars, clashes and confrontations with almost too many nations to count. Is Australia going to follow the US into every war? This time war with Iran? What has Iran ever done to Australia? Iran is not a threat to Australia or any other country. Hands off Iran. Have the Iranians made any comment? On August the 28th, Kamal Dagani Firasubadi, the Deputy Chair of Iran's Foreign Relations Committee, told the ABC News that Australia was taking a big risk by moving military forces to the region. He said, I don't think there'll be material damage to Australia. The damage will be to the reputation and prestige of Australia. He further said, It was very surprising for me to hear that Australia joined the coalition because the United States is making repeated mistakes, including pulling out of the nuclear agreement. Recently, Iran's president, Hussein Rouhani, said, Iran does not seek tension with the world. We want security in the Middle East. We want better and friendly ties with other countries. Furthermore, commenting on nuclear weapons, he said, seeking nuclear bomb weapons was banned under a fatwa issued by Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, referring to a religious decree issued in the early 2000s by Iran's top authority that bans the development or use of nuclear weapons. He said, we have never wanted nuclear weapons because of our Supreme Leader's fatwa. Returning to Dr Wareham's comment, what does she mean by the JCPOA? The JCPOA is the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, an agreement supported by the United Nations Security Council and signed by Iran, Russia, China, the European Union and the United States in 2015 during the Obama presidency. Under the terms of this agreement, Iran agreed to limit its nuclear industrial program in return for relief from sanctions. The International Energy Commission inspected Iran's nuclear facilities and stated that Iran was fully compliant with the agreement. Despite this, in 2018, Trump's administration made baseless claims that Iran was supporting terrorism 
and unilaterally withdrew from the JCPOA and imposed crippling economic and diplomatic sanctions on Iran, thus once again inflaming tensions in the Middle East. The US-imposed sanctions include forcing the Belgium-based international financial communication organisation SWIFT to sever its links with uranium banks, meaning that Iranian can't be paid for its oil exports, which have, accordingly, shrunk by about 90%. Returning to the JCPOA and removing sanctions would quickly resolve the crisis, but the Trump administration, spearheaded by the warmongering extremists Bolton and Pompeo, continue to pursue its reckless policy, indicating its real aim is regime change in Iran, and this is why Dr Wareham has drawn our attention to the JCPOA. We desperately need a government which will have the guts to act independently in the best interests of the Australian people, firmly refuse this US request and urge it to return to the JCPOA agreement in the interests of Middle East peace. Thank you, Bevan, for your contribution to this program. Alternative News welcomes listeners' comments to this and every program. Send your comments and suggestions to peacecentre at cicd.org.au. That is peacecentre at cicd.org.au. Good morning and thanks for listening. We would like to thank all our listeners and friends who have donated to 3CR in support of the Alternative News Programme. This year we have raised $1,935. We have again exceeded our quota and that is because of your generosity. So thank you. We have more donations since the live Radiothon show from Linda Knowles from Sydney, $30, John Spate, $20, Vicky Betson, additional $100, Marcella Tocci, $100 in memory of her brother, Carlo Frizzero. Thank you very much for your donations, Linda, John, Vicky and Marcella. Thank you for listening to Alternative News, brought to you from the community radio station 3CR. Our telephone number at Trades Hall is 9663-3677 and our email address is peacecentre at cicd.org.au. I'm Romina Betson, looking forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast, produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.